Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back, VM Nation. Welcome back, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube. Guys, this is going to be an episode like there's never been before. Guys, you know, with Christmas coming up, you know, everybody's watching commercials about, you know, the newest car, the newest phone, the newest clothes, the newest jewelry. What about the one person out there that just wants to live till Christmas? And that's what we're going to be talking about with my friend Brian and his beautiful bride. But first, I want to thank our sponsors, Kurt Balish, Balish Woodworks. I love you, brother. You're truly amazing. You make the best woodworking in the United States. Uh, Tammy Moses, The Hoardy Solution, thank you so much for changing this world one home at a time. And also, thank you to Vertical Momentum Coffee, which if you need coffee that's going to kick your ass, this is it. Don't let Monday kick your ass. Let it you kick its ass. Um, you guys can get that at uh, verticalmomentumpodcast.com. Brian, my brother, how are you doing? How is the bride doing tonight? Uh, well, we're doing pretty awesome. Uh, she, you know, she's battling. She, she's fighting. She's a fighter. I mean, that was that was one of the things that I, I had to get her out of the hospital because she doesn't do a lot of pharmaceuticals, and I could see it was taking away that fight. And uh, her being uh, half Chilean, she's definitely got that Latin fight in her. And now she's getting it back since she's got home. And uh, and she 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 cuts people off really fast when they start speaking death over her. She's like, oh, no, I'm not hearing that. No, I no, no, it. no. That's not. So take us back. Uh, where are you from? Where did you come from? What state did you live in? And tell us about your military service. And also what your recruiting story was like in the military. Oh, man. So I grew up in the military. My dad was in the Air Force. So I was an Air Force brat and we lived all over the place. I claim Mississippi because that's where I went to high school. And that's where all my family's from, where my dad's from. But really, I lived all over the world. I was born in Germany. We lived in a couple states after that. And then we went back to Germany and then we ended in Mississippi, and then I joined the Army because I was in Job Corps. I was a bum. <laughs> it's like I dropped out of high school, ended up in Job Corps, uh, dropped out of Job Corps, ended up at a friend's house in Louisiana in a trailer. Just, just, and and I saw the. I went to take uh, somebody to the doctor, a friend, and and while I was sitting outside, and they were inside, I saw the Army sign, and it said, "The Army wants you." And I was like, "Yeah, it does." <laughs> and I drove down there and I was like, hey, where do I sign up? And they were like, what? And I was like, where do I sign up? I'm ready to go. Just get me out of here. I got to leave. And that was uh, that was it. I joined the Army. It was probably the best thing I ever did. I was 20 years old. I turned 21 in basic training. You know when they do the live fire over your head? Yeah. That was my 21st birthday on that day. <laughs> now, what, did you, what was and your so, job in the military? I was supply. I was everybody's buddy. You know, <laughs> yeah, I always I always yeah. treated my supply guy. I always treated him great. 
and him and the guys that did the chow. I always made sure I took care of the, the mess sergeants. Yeah, yeah. Ended I ended my career though as a army master fitness trainer and a combative instructor. So I went a different route than supply. Now, how many and, years? And did, how many years did you have in? Twenty-two. So you're t retired now. So, uh, what made you know? What made you retire after, you know, twenty-two years? Besides getting the letter, and what was your transitioning like out of the military? Well, I had retired from the reserves, and so I was already functioning as a civilian. But I know. Um, so in 2012, so I, I got out of the active duty, I went into the reserves, and then I immediately deployed. And so I was still active duty. And so 2012, end of 2012, I come back and I met, I met my wife um, at that time frame. And it was funny because when me and her met, man, I was struggling. I struggled for years in our marriage because I, I was trying to figure, you know, that we don't realize how much is taken care of for us while we're in and then one day i came home i was still in reserves and and she was like because she would ask me well what do you mean you don't know how to do that i don't know how to do that i'd call somebody <laughs> somebody do that for me and so when i got i got i came home from work i was a head trainer for anytime fitness and uh i came home from work one day and she was like i get it and i was like what and she was like you because i had a dental appointment i had to do you know like i was cat for dental whatever so i had to go do my dental appointment and my reserve unit sent me a bunch of paperwork for it. And she was like, she opens it up and she goes, they, they sent you a strip map. They sent you the paperwork. They filled it out for you. All you got to do is sign. And they told you where to sign it. They made your appointment for you. All you got to do is show up. I was like, yeah. She was like, okay, I get it. Now now I understand why you don't know how, know how to do half the things that you yeah. need to know how to do. And uh, so I think there was a struggle there. I think that sometimes... We we focus on PTSD with soldiers, but and military members. But sometimes I don't think it's PTSD. I think it's over institutionalization. We we get so comfortable, and we get and there's an overwhelmness of all the stuff. Civilian life is chaotic. So you go yeah. from absolute. So you go from absolute order to absolute chaos, and then you don't have any battle buddies. Yeah, and so it's. It's kind of crazy, but she and and she has filled that role. She has been my battle buddy, and now, has pulled me out. Of you know, once you know, I found out. You know that you know. I, I, now I've had over three hundred and fifty interviews. That a lot of people that struggle when they get out is because they don't longer have a mission. Um, they don't yeah. have a job, so they don't have money coming yeah. in, and they you know they don't have that camaraderie. And yeah. a lot of people turn to alcohol. Some people turn to drugs. Some people turn to, you know, other things. How did you, was it fitness that saved you or was, did you, did you have, did you battle any demons? Um, no, I, I'm pretty secure in my faith with Christ. So I didn't have any of those, like those, um, I mean, I had bouts of depression, but I, I pushed them out and, and I was just like, nah, cause I dealt with that as a teenager. And so I knew what, what that was and i was like no 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 you're not coming here you're not coming here and um i did battle with trying to figure out where which route i was going to go whether it was going to be fitness or logistics because then then i ran into the issue and this is a, another thing that i've seen 
training because I've trained a lot of guys that were, you know, former military and stuff like that, being a coach uh, for men. And it, a lot of times you find that you can't even do the job that you did in the military because you don't have the right credentials because we would operate up here. Like for instance, I, I was in logistics and I was actually a logistician. I took the 90 alpha course, which is the logistician course, not just the supply course. But I couldn't perform that job in the civilian world because I'd have that master's degree. And so I couldn't get any of the jobs that I was qualified for. But when I would sit down for interviews, guys would be like, for lower jobs, they'd be like, man, you know too much. I can't pay you. And so I had to walk away from what I know and try to recreate who I was because I didn't have the degree to go back, go stay in the field. Unless I went government contractor and that, then I'm, then I'm competing against all the other NCOs that got out. Now I'm competing against SAR majors and warrant officers. I'm not going to win against them. So now so you said you're, you said, you know, you're a big, you're a man of faith. So what is it like, you know, we're sometimes in life, we're just trucking along, everything's going okay. And then suddenly you, you come down, you know, your wife, comes down with the C, the big C word, uh, cancer. Yeah. What was that like, especially being a person of faith? What was, take us back to that moment. What happened that day? Or did she started getting sick? Is that how you noticed? So the first time, so this is our second battle. The first time, uh, it was August of 2019. She went for, you know, a woman's checkup and she started bleeding after that. So we thought, they did something wrong. They cut her or something like that. And then for about three weeks, she's bleeding and then it stopped. And then uh, we went to, at the time I was doing gym rescue. So I was traveling the country, helping gyms get new clients and helping them, you know, restructure their personal training programs and stuff like that. And so we went to a gym in Alabama. And uh, while we were there, me and her were out walking one day at, at like this little shopping district. And there was, uh, there was, there was this like stairs going up this like real steep, long staircase outside. And she was like, I can go up that. And I was like, nah, babe, don't walk up that. And I, I wasn't challenging her, but she took it as a challenge because that's the way she is. And so she was like, I can walk up that. And I was like, babe, don't do that. And she took off and she walked up it. she got all the way up it, but then she had to sit down because they took the wind out of her. So then I went and got the car and I picked her up. Well, that night it 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 opened up floodworks and she started bleeding. We ended up having to take her. I ended up having to take her to uh, emergency room a couple of days later, and uh, she was at six hemoglobin. And at this point, we still didn't know what was going on. It wasn't until February when she went. So she was bleeding this whole time. Like I mean, she would stand up. She would be laying down. She would stand up and drop blood clots the size of my hand. And so uh, we uh, we found out in February that it was uh, cervical cancer. And so we were like, okay, okay, we'll deal with this. We got this. And so there was, I was, I was working at the time. I was a shipping, uh, I had stopped the job traveling around because now of where she was at. And started doing a shit. I was shipping manager for an optics company. And uh, 
and they were gracious. They helped at the beginning of it. They were, but um, it just, you know, it went on for a year. That was February and wasn't until October time frame. September, September, it started getting really bad. She kept going to the emergency room, kept going to the emergency room. And we were, we were trying to raise money for that whole year to get her to another hospital. Uh, and then right, right as we got all the money raised up, and, and actually we didn't raise all the money up. Uh, we had one person come through and uh, they paid for all of it. And then they, um, the hospital got scared and said, don't come. And we were like, what? Please don't come. This is our last ditch effort. We had no, nobody, so back up, nobody in America would touch her. They said tumor was too big. They're not going to touch her. Nobody would do anything about it. They were like, you need to do chemo. And we're like, no, we're not doing chemo. That was, that's the one thing. We're not doing chemo. We're not doing radiation. We're not doing any of that. And so nobody would touch her in the U.S. Nobody would look at it. Nobody would operate on it. And so we were just at our wits end and uh, we had an RV sitting out in front of the house, this house here, we had an RV sitting out there because she couldn't fly because she was bleeding all the time. And we were just like, and she couldn't walk. And we were just like, what are we going to do? Well, we, somebody called her up and said, Hey, why don't you go check out this hospital? And so we call it, it's called Oasis of Hope. And that's where we're trying to get back to. So we called them up and we were, this was on a Thursday or Friday. And we said, Hey, can we, we need to, we need to get there now. This is emergency. And they were like, well, we can give you an appointment with Dr. Treas on Monday. And so we were like, okay, bet. So we got on the phone with him and we, we told him everything. We laid it out on the table. We didn't want anybody scared or anything like that. And he was like, anything's easy with Jesus. And we were like, bet. Okay. And he was like, just get here. If I can move it, I can remove it. And so we got her there. It took us four days to drive across the U.S. We drove from here to San Diego. I dropped her off and then I came back to go back to work. And uh, that was on a Friday. We dropped her off Sunday. She was in surgery. Six hours later, she was cancer free. They got it removed completely. We were supposed to go back so she can continue treatments. And that's what we didn't do. And because we didn't do that, because we didn't push that, this tumor has now come back. And that's the point of the, 60,000 total that we're trying to raise is so that because that's for a whole year worth of treatment. That's not just um, to deal with it right now. That's for a whole year worth of treatment. So she can go back and keep getting treatments until we know for sure it's not coming back. And then every now, now is the cancer back on the cervix or didn't you say it, it showed up somewhere else? Well, no. So it's, in the area where her uterus would have been. So she has no uterus. So they did a full hysterectomy. She has no uterus, no ovaries. So what was killing her was actually not the cancer. It was a cyst on her ovary that was making her ovaries bleed. But um, so she has no ovaries. She has no uterus. None of that. Cervix is gone. All that's gone. But where all that was, a tumor has grown back. So it's in the same area. Um, and they've checked her for, they've checked her for all the bladder cancer markers and, 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 um, colon cancer. She has no other cancer markers whatsoever. Actually to be, I mean, it's like, I don't know. It, it's just a weird situation and I just got to get her there and get those treatments started. 
Now, what I mean, kind I'm, of now what kind of treatments are we talking about? I know we talked about so it earlier, but I think it's really yeah. interesting that these are some treatments that they won't even do in the United States, especially the vitamin B17, which is really, yeah. really interesting because, you know, I was in the health and fitness industry for over 32 years and we would try to get vitamin B17, which is uh, apricots, That's amazing. apricot seeds. Yeah, it's apricots. And yeah. they will not let us give it out. Why is that? Well, because, okay, so they say it's poisonous, right? Um, but the but the funny thing is, is with any plant, uh, within itself, it's going to have, or around it, it's going to have a protection to whatever it's poisonous. But it's the, the, there's, a, there's a tribe that actually processes these apricot seeds, and they eat them all the time. They have zero cancer. They have zero cancer rates. Zero. None whatsoever. This whole tribe is never. And they're, they're in an area, and I can't remember where it's at. It's somewhere in Indiana, India or Nepal or something like that. And, he, and, and they just they don't have any cancer at all. So they do B17. They do vitamin C, mega dosing of vitamin C, because vitamin C is another one that kills cancer. Yeah. Um, they do hyperbaric chambers, which is basically like they just put you in a heavily oxygenated uh, environment. Um, they do hypothermia. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, and then they do dendritic and lymphocyte cell therapy. And so what that is, is they take your lymphocytes and your dendrite cells. They teach them how to find that, that tumor and kill it and so they put these they they then they multiply them and they put they put these back in your body and what happens is they their mission is only to find that and that's why you have to go back for treatments is because eventually your body starts other lymphocytes say hey you only know about this let me teach you about these other things and so when they start learning about other things it, it, you you want them to to only go after the cancer because cancer, what cancer does is it, it turns itself off to your body. And so it, it basically says, I'm not here. Don't look at me. And so that's, that's the problem with it is it, um, it masks itself. So, so what is the daily life in your household like right now? Oh man. It's pretty, uh, she, she has to go to the, because there's pressure on her bladder, she has to go to the restroom almost every hour, if not hour and a half. Sometimes it, it, there's a little bit of a break, but like at night, sleep is a figment of the past. <laughs> like th there's small blocks of sleep every hour and a half. She's up. Two hours, she's up. And I'm up with her because I got to pick her up so that, now she can, once she's up, she can walk around, she can move around with the walker and stuff, but she can't get up. That's the, she has no strength to get up. And we've tried multiple different things. She has no strength to push herself up, none of that. So I have to pick her up so that she can go to the bathroom and then help her move around as far as that goes. So, so now, how, how are you guys surviving right now? The grace of God. I mean, I'm a personal trainer online. I train men. So anybody needs personal training, uh, that's what I'm here for. That's what I do. That's what I love doing. 
Um, I use different mode. I like to uh, get guys onto different modalities to train like a mace. I got one right here. Homemade. It's a, that's a soccer ball and concrete. <laughs> now you worked with Jose, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I worked with Jose. He, he's the one who actually, coffee. he actually makes my coffee. So I Thank just you, bought Jose. a bag. Huh? I just bought a bag. Did you get it yet? Did it come in? Yeah. Well, not yet. He just, it just shipped out today. So I'll, as soon as I have it, I'm going to, I'm going to do an unboxing. <laughs> there you go. So now yeah. how can our listeners and our friends, cause this is going to go out and then I'm going to push it out sometime this week to go hopefully worldwide. What can we do to help? Is there a website? Is there someplace we can go to donate to a GoFundMe or anything like that? There is a GoFundMe and I will share that link as well. Um, you can go to my Facebook page on on uh, Facebook, I'm PK Stacy, and uh, and you'll see it there. I've I've shared it multiple times. It's there on my Facebook page. Um, there's the GoFundMe. There's also we Venmo, uh, Cash App. We got it all. Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, and uh, that's that's pretty much it right there. Or some people have mailed us checks. That that works too, and uh, I put my address out there on a couple things, but that's what we've been doing so far. But how and are you do... guys eating? I mean, how are you keeping the lights on? Um. Well, I did have a job. I was working in security until I had to uh, take a break with her. But right now, the main income is my um, fitness business. All right, so talk to us a little bit about that. Tell because there's people out there like me. You know, you get out of the military, you kind of get fat, dumb, and happy, and you stop working out, you stop training, and then all of a sudden, you know, New Year's coming in, the New Year's revolution. So, how does somebody get in touch with you? How can we work with you? And and what kind of services do you provide? So, um, you can go to triconfit.com. That one's pretty easy to remember. Triconfit.com. And uh, I, I have uh, nutrition coaching and um, personal training, uh, and it's all online. So what happens is once you come in, we'll do a, we'll do an intake packet. We'll get all that stuff done, and then I I will shoot you a link to a an app. And with that app, uh, I appreciate that, John. I'll get in contact with you. Um, with the app your workout will be loaded into the app. You can also send me videos when you're working out. Hey, am I, am I doing this correct? Yeah, you're doing this correct. And it's unlimited email access, unlimited text messaging, unlimited uh, messages in the app itself. And then uh, I try to keep my workouts because the biggest thing that, so I don't, another thing is I train for energy systems, not necessarily muscles, but energy systems. Because if you got the energy systems, the muscles are gonna work. I mean. Because that's what everybody complains, even even bodybuilders and stuff. I don't have enough energy. We got to train energy systems. Let's train for energy systems, not so much for muscles. The muscles come if you're training the energy systems, and that's the mindset that I I come with. Because Tricon Fitness is Triconomy, and that's where I I train from. We are we're a three part being, 
there's three contractions, there's three energy systems. I mean, I can go on in fitness. There's there's three rest, nutrition, and working out. So there's there's always a a triune in in our lives and in our uh, makeup. And so that's so what now, I bring to the table. Now, of course, you know we've talked. We've been friends for I, oh, I don't even know how many years. We've been friends now, but for a, for a long time. You know, men, it seems like they just don't want to get fit or, you know, is it hard? Is it hard getting clients now? Well, I'll say, you know, people ask me that. Why do why do you train? Why do you want to go for men? Men are like because 70 percent of the personal training is is women. That's the main focus is women because women. Uh, but that's that's not where my passion is at. My passion is to see a guy succeed. And get that drive back in his life and 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 make it a habit and and stop the negative stuff, because especially nowadays, men are so attacked and it's time that they have somebody in their corner. That's cheering them on, because really, when it comes down to it, the the fitness training and all that, it's not about me. It's about you. It's about the guy I'm coaching. That's what it's about. It's about your success. Your success is my success. And if if it's coaching from excellence, because you're worth the excellence. I love it. Now we're going to last couple minutes. We got, you know, if anybody should be depressed and down in the dumps, it should be you guys. But because of your faith, it's keeping you strong and it's keeping you up and motivated so if there's somebody out there right now struggling with their faith you know because they say that if you don't feel close to god you're the one that moved he's always yeah. there yesterday yeah. today and, and tomorrow so if there's yeah. somebody out there struggling with their faith what is something they can do in the next 24 hours to start to get some peace and some serenity in their lives uh, man it, it just you know what ultimately it comes down to knowing you got to read your Bible. I mean, that, that's not, I mean, there's no, and read it from the aspect of he's good. He's good. Like it, you know, G, Jesus said, you're, you being, somebody said, here's a good example. Somebody came to me and was sending me a bunch of stuff about God's got a purpose in your pain. God's got a, you know, God, this is part of God's plan. And I finally said, Hey, stop sending me this stuff because one, this is not part of God's plan at no point. If Jesus said, I do what I see my father does, at no point did he ever put cancer on somebody. At no point did he ever break somebody's leg. At no point did he put leprosy on anybody. No, he went around healing everybody. And it says he went around healing everybody. And he said, you being evil, give good gifts to your children. How much more so your heavenly father who's good? He's only good. He only wants good for us. And so why would I? This is. No, this is the enemy who, and that's that's the motto of Tricon Fitness, prepare so that your enemy fears you. Well, if my enemy is going to come and attack me and attack my wife like this, but he realizes he can't really beat us down, then he's got to be scared of me, not me scared of him. And our enemy is not really, it says we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. Our enemy is not the people around us. It's the one that wants to come and destroy all of us. And how does he do it? He destroys us by getting us 
selfish, getting us uh, lazy, getting us, you know, all these different things, getting us focused in the natural and not looking for that supernatural. Man, Jesus is is awesome. And he said some crazy things and people don't even realize it. I challenge people, go read John 14, 15, 16, and 17. Read it slowly. It'll change the way you see things. Yeah, man. And you know, like I went through my health battles and I, and even to this day, even when I go to bed at night, you know, I say, you know, by his stripes, we yeah. are healed. We, it doesn't yeah, say we, healed. We, we might be healed. We could be healed. No. It means no. it says we are healed, and are. you know because now I'm start starting to get back into reading my Bible again, and I'm I'm just back in John again, and he keeps talking yeah. about your faith, heal heal is what yeah. makes you what what heals you, and he said you know yeah. he said I am willing, <laughs> so if he says he is willing, that means yesterday, today, tomorrow, today. he's willing and for forever. us to be healed, you know. All the time. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, um, I'm going to put, uh, this will probably go out Thursday or Friday. Um, this is going to go out and I'll make sure I get all the links and everything in. So is there anything you'd like to say to, to the, to the audience before we log off? Man, ultimately it's, it's, um, I just challenge people to to challenge God in all this, you know, because um, ultimately I want him to get the glory through her healing and anybody who gives. I want them to be blessed. And 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 I just challenge people to know that, man. He's good and ask him to make himself real to you. And I appreciate everybody who does give for this and um that's it and if there's anybody out there that's ready to get their health back and not uh, one thing i will say they the doctors did say both times if if she didn't live the way she lived because she she she's better than i am about eating healthy and eating organic and taking care of herself if she didn't live the way she lived she'd been dead already if she would did the standard american diet she'd been dead already so maybe it's time for some of us to change, you know, our diets, especially me. I mean, you know, even though I still take my supplements, I take my turmeric, I take my milk thistle, you know, I'm, and I take my vitamin C, 2000 milligrams of vitamin C a day. I could still be eating better. So I get it. Guys, thank you so much for if you guys for listening. Uh, make sure that I'm going to drop the links. Make sure that you help out because it is Christmas. Um, and instead of giving a gift, why don't we give the gift of life? to somebody guys i love you guys i'm so, I'm so grateful for my, my vm nation kurt ballish love your brother you're truly amazing tammy moses you're awesome and guys make sure you pick up our coffee because a percentage of all of our all of our proceeds go to help project diehard 22 with brian gibson to help veterans that are struggling with mental illness and also homelessness so everything we do we're trying to uh help save lives. And guys, just remember, vertical momentum, the only way to go is but up. All right, guys, catch you on the flip.
Hey guys, if you're enjoying our show, if you love what we're doing, if you would like to support us, we have a whole bunch of great stuff coming out. We have a brand new t-shirt line that's coming out. Hats, coffee mugs, any kind of swag that lets your friends know that you support Vertical Momentum and you're always looking to get better. Also, we have our new coffee brand coming out. It's called Vertical Momentum Coffee. It's ass-kicking coffee. And, and it will it will get you moving in the morning. So, guys, if you're interested, go to www.richardkaufman.net. Check us out. Leave us a note. Tell us what you'd like, and we'll actually send it to you. The new website is being built. So if you guys want to, our book is out there on Amazon. It's called A Hero's Journey from Darkness to Light. Definitely check it out. It talks about my story, but it also talks about how to survive depression, how to survive addiction. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you so much for always supporting our mission, which is to save lives. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.